I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. The podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger. Uh, uh, totally only and fundamentally exclusively for fun advice podcast. If it helps, <laughs> great. If if you need real help, talk to a pro. I do twice a month. There's no shame. Um, let me say thanks for all the people who called in and left uh, calls this uh, week. We were doing a back-to-back -back today, so um, I'm doing one with a fantastic guest. The next one's with a, it's up there, all right, but it's going to be a great time. <laughs> and uh, No, they're fantastic, too, but uh, I just want to say thanks. And with that said, I love having different people on the, on the podcasts uh, that are doing something that are in a similar realm, but with an amazing uh, 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 hook. Now, my guest is a writer, a comedian, podcast host. And uh, her first office, her name is Ashley Gavin. Very Hello, funny. Hello, hi. <laughs> hi, Ashley. And the name of her podcast is We're Having Gay Sex. And the thing that grabbed me about that is it's just the hook is insane. The <laughs> original you. name for this podcast, I should tell you, Ashley, was uh, Advice from a Dipshit. And that was a, a monster hook, but it was misleading. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, I have my dumb moments, but I'm not exactly a dipshit. Yeah, so I you know, I listened. I don't think you're a dipshit. I would no, not I appreciate describe that. you that way. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, and also it's kind of like false advertising where people were just like, oh, he's going to tell them to, you know, get drunk and drive their car off a cliff. Real dipshit oh, advice. Yes, or, yes, you know, yes, yes. I had to have had a few that were sorely disappointed. Um, but uh, why don't you take a second and explain uh, your show? Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's called We're Having Gay Sex. It's not just for gay people. Uh, mm -hmm. We just... Um, I'm gay, obviously, and I just thought, oh my gosh, there's like no podcast where gay and queer people are included in sex talk, except as like a random episode during Pride, like in June, you go on, like I get invited on all these podcasts and they're like, okay, so what's scissoring? And I like have to be the representative, you know what I mean? So we decided sure. we were gonna do a podcast where we had straight people, queer people, trans people, non-binary people, gay people, and we all just talk about sex and our sex lives and we're more similar than we are different that's the point of the podcast it's a comedy podcast at the end of the day no it is but i, I love how in, in 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 pointing out our similarities it's it i love it, you're fleshing out the differences where yeah, you know just the title alone you're not saying we're having sex and it's a picture right. of two women you know we're having yeah. gay sex like it's yeah. just it's 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 out there it's it's an over explanation that's what yeah. made me laugh when i saw it yeah, thanks. I guess I'm trying to normalize it too. I feel like mm -hmm. gay sex people are like, oh my God, you know, if it's men, they're like, oh, butts. And if it's women, they're like, I have no fucking idea. And so like, it kind of helps people, you know, just feel more comfortable talking about it. Yeah, there was a, there was a, um, a, actually the sketch they gave me to learn that actually got me on, uh, a, I was, I was on uh, the last season of Mad TV a hundred years ago. And this this one of the sketches that I I did I was I think Ike Barinholtz wrote it, but it's two guys in the office and they're just kind of sitting around the break room like what what did you do this weekend? The ones like oh I went you know parasailing whatever. He's like what did you do? And the other guy's like I tried some of that gay sex. Another one's like how is that? He's like you know what it's not bad. And it would like they literally the you know the the crux of the joke was they talked about it as if it was like something uh uh like like going bowling for the first time or something right like right. They, 
there was no stigma in that in the world that this sketch existed in. And it was just like, well, who'd you do it with? And he's like, Fernando from the break room. Just like, oh, he's good looking. <laughs> like they were just like, he's like, he's like, yeah, you, you ever want to try it with me? And he's just like, yeah, you know what? I would like, oh, cool. <laughs> like they literally, it was so casual. And I loved that it. it was two men because, you know, growing up for me, it would, it was the mo literally the male gay sex is the most stigmatized thing. Oh, absolutely. You know? and because it's, at least with women, we're like sexualized. So they're like, oh, that's hot. You know, with men, right, you're just right. like, ew. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, you can't. Now you're forever changed. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're Where gay now. Like, you're gay. Yeah, you, you did it. You're gay. Uh, there's, there, there, the stereotype is, uh, you know, women try it in college. And with, right. with men, it's like, we're, we're not allowed to try. We're never right. allowed to. Right. Yeah. Know? And we, we do, we talk about that a lot. We have, we have straight men on and we talk about that and you know, the whole, we'll, we'll have you on one day. We'll talk about. Oh, I would love to. Back. I would love to. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just, I, 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 I feel like that it's so indicative of, of your personality because it's like, you've, uh, I've, I've seen some of your, your stuff and it, it, you, you seem like incredibly personable and incredibly like, like, I just don't see what the big deal is, which I think is the key. Yeah. You know, thank to you. Any, that's, that's, Thanks. I appreciate that. No, to, to anything that's, that's, you know, I won't even say non-harmful. It's not harmful. It's helpful. It's, it's, it's who people are, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So it, the, the, the one thing that, uh, that I I've learned in my, my many voyages, uh, throughout this world as a straight white older male is that like the, the amount of, um, of worlds within worlds, that I was kind of brought up to never even consider mm. is it goes on and on and on and on and on. It's Cause I now, now, you know, in, deep into my forties, I have uh, friends of all colors. I also have non-binary friends. I have gay friends and um, I have asexual friends and it's, mm. it's, you know, to kind of, you know, and, and this is just talking about, you know, just sexuality and sexuality. There's so many, you know, different preferences and different um, avenues. I guess. Yeah. And to me, it's just, yeah. it's just kind of fascinating, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've, at this point, I'm really starting to have heard it all, which I, I am honored, <laughs> <laughs> but I never thought, cause I was, I'm like, not really, I'm pretty vanilla. Actually, the more I do Same. the podcast, the more I'm like, I'm, I don't do, I'm mm -hmm. pretty, you know, pretty tame stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, now I have, I feel like I know all the things now I know about uh, puppy play which is not something that I thought would be a part of my vocabulary, but I know about puppy play. That's, what, uh, okay. Well, for example, what is, what is that? I, so I'm vanilla too. Puppy I play. Know. I, this episode is not yet released. So teaser here, but there are people mostly, I think gay men. Um, although I don't want to, I don't want to say that for sure, but the guys that I spoke to, two gay men, you, you use dressing up as a puppy and acting like a puppy as like the the relate the relationship between you as a puppy and like your owner your master your daddy some people might say uh, and like that okay. becomes like the 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 sex like you you do you literally like scratch behind the ears like you play with each other as if you were playing with a puppy and and oh. you're also having sex <laughs> okay sure yes, yes. You know what? Now that I'm saying it, I'm realizing maybe I don't know that much about it. Maybe we just had one conversation about it. On that. Well, I'm not. The and I also, I also was like, oh, it's what I thought it was. Yeah, okay, it's you know, exactly like... what you thought. There's like leashes and toys and butt plug tails. It's it's what you think it is. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's more often than not the the whole idea of all these code words and euphemisms is kind of a made up jokey thing. People yeah. would rather get to the point and know exactly what you're talking about when you yes, say. Yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Like to be treated like a puppy. Yeah. Do you do you, do you get people who expect your comedy to be more sexualized because of the podcast? Um, I'm I am definitely not a clean comic by any okay. stretch, but I think what I find is the weirdest is like, you know, when you're a comedian, you don't get to choose who you're performing for, right? You're just like, uh, right. like you're at New York Comedy Club or you're at Caroline's and they're there. Or I did uh, Carnival Cruises for a while. I was their first openly gay comedian, and like. Wow. I didn't write my joke. Yeah, fascinating experience. But um, I didn't write my jokes for gay people. I wrote my jokes for straight sure. people, you know, or just people. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think. And now sometimes when I do my jokes in front of, because the podcast sort of, you know, not to toot my horn too much, but it sort of took off. And I, my audience started changing from just random people to like people who came to see me. And that has been that has been a shift because I think they came thinking they're going to see like their friend, their gay friend, Ashley Gavin. And I get up there uh, with like a stage persona and like material written for straight people pretty much. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to like rethink the way that I approach this depending on, you know, what room I'm performing in. Interesting. Well, like I have to I, come out at shows when yeah. I am in front of random people. I don't have to come out to. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you want to talk about who you're attracted to or, or tell a story about someone you're dating, yeah, you have to. You have to you, that that is a thing that has to come out. But yes, you know, just as, as as sure as I I say I would say my wife, I wouldn't say my husband. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just it's just an indicator. Um, my mother, very progressive person, uh, for the longest would describe everyone's significant other as their partner, and I'm like, mom, it is so <laughs> confusing. That's not for us. That's for gays and cops. That's who it's for. You know, like. <laughs> but now young hipster kids are using that term. Did you know that? I know. Look, I, I, it's like, so you know, confusing. I can't. There's this, the, this beautiful guy who works at the coffee shop a block away named Ruben. <laughs> Ruben, if you're listening, I love you. Yeah, man. Yeah, we Ruben. We each other books. He's, he's straight. He has, a, he has a girlfriend. He's got a big red beard. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got that beard. But he describes her as his partner. And he yeah. did for weeks. And so I, I wasn't assuming he was gay, but it was just kind of like, ah, oh, you're doing that thing that I hate that my mom does. But it's like, <laughs> oh, well, who am I? You know, I'm <laughs> well, am I going to be that are guy? Are you a bear or, or are you just a guy? What, what is it? <laughs> what, kind, what kind of gay? How? <laughs> what is the thing that you guys do or are? Yeah, I mean... But I would say I, I you you said like you do jokes for for straight people. I in, it corrected yourself saying you do jokes for people. Obviously, yeah, yeah. The, the mainstream would be would be straight. But at the same time, the thing that just came into my mind was how, um, the the it, it it's telling that you know now I've seen and her, way more gay performers use the term gay as a pejorative in their own lives. Just yeah. as a toss off. <laughs> As like um, you know, uh, uh, where it, it's off limits, which it, off limits in terms of it just being hack and annoying for straights. But uh, uh, do you know who Dina Martina is? Uh, you know 
I don't think so. A very funny drag performer, but oh, drag okay. as in like like a, a real mess and sounds like someone's aunt and the lipstick is this far around. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those, she, she's one of those performers that I cry laughing every time I see one of her big, it's always these giant extravaganzas. Um, anyway, she had a monologue about going to Provence town, as she puts it, <laughs> in, the, in the Cape, very, very gay town where uh, John Waters lives and um, when he's not in Baltimore. And anyway, long story fucking long, um, told this, she told this story about how it's just, but there's just too much gay. And that like just killed in the room. <laughs> just all the different, the dykes and the baby dykes and the, you know, just, yeah. and just described every kind of gay person in the, you know. There it, is, it, there is too much gay, frankly. It's a little confusing even being in it because gay people get mad at other gay people for not being gay enough. That happens a lot. I think it particularly yeah. like Ooh, the sure. lesbian or like women loving women world or not queer enough in like the non-binary uh, mm -hmm. world. I've heard that my co-host is non-binary. So um, they've talked about a lot that a lot. Like there's just, and then on the opposite side, I feel like I'm like, I feel like young gays look at me and are like, did you vote for Trump? Like, are you one of those? Like, I feel no, like- but aren't you strike me as a young gay, though. Oh, I just have really good skin, and the lighting is great. Um, I I'm thirty, <laughs> I'm thirty three, which is not like old, but it's also not like young gay in New York City going to the cubby. Oh hole. yeah, New York City gay is like a hair above nineteen. Yeah, like yes. that's like yes, that's a right young there. Gay in New York City. You're that you're at the peak of your vitality. You just so got you your can... like first tattoo, and mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, you can there. sleep I'm... under a car. It doesn't, yeah. nothing yes. matters. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my, that's who my co-host is, essentially. Um, right. I call them the youth in the sound booth and they keep me from getting canceled. That's why they're there. They're there to inform me of all the things that are going on. But yeah, nice. and like, it's just, it's a, even as a very open-minded gay person, it's just a lot to deal with. You're always worried that you're going to offend somebody because as a gay person, you're held to a higher standard than a straight you could as long as you were like nice like ah, oh, gay people are cool no one would care what you said right. if i screw up some somebody's pronoun and then correct myself i'm afraid that i will be uh you know tarred and feathered and put out in the it, public square it, it is the curse of the of the oppressed i wish i had another term for it but it's true of it's true of people of color it's true of people yeah of, of, of you know uh non-traditional sexualities you have to be like the perfect role model for your community. they have to represent they have yeah. to represent and and it's like you're standing for all of us and it's just like that sounds exhausting yeah you know? it's a little it and it does it's it's happening to me more and more and i try to tell people like when i make mistakes i say sorry and then i correct them and then i because that's all i can do is to try and mm -hmm. learn and move forward yeah, I mean, my my friend Arlo Warehouser, who uh, formerly Caitlin, who is uh, a comedian I've known for a long time, who's non-binary. Oh uh, yeah, they do they use they them now? Yes, because I only know. Okay, yeah, great set on Colbert. Colbert, I... yes, yeah, so fun. Really great set, really fun. Yes, yeah. Uh, sexually identifies as coach, right? On that. Yes, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Uh, 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 
but they described it as it's like when we're backstage as comedians and like i see you your tag is sticking out and i go whoa 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 don't go out there tuck your tag tuck yeah your yeah, tag. yeah it's the same thing when i uh refer to uh a non-binary person and go oh she they you know and it happens all the time i do it um i uh you, uh, you and i both work with biz hearst and yeah. um who is great and uh, my wife works with with Biz, and I'll be like, she, they, you know, yeah. and, it's like, and we, Biz, we, we keep each other in check. You know? Yes, uh, me and my girlfriend constantly. Whenever I, if I miss Gara, my co, I misgender my co-host Gara, we're constantly correcting each other. The thing that I've noticed is that once I start getting into the the they, when I'm really nailing they pronouns, I start calling everyone that, and as yeah. soon as I switch back into he she that's when I misgender again. And it's like really to do both at the, it's just like, you really gotta focus. And that, and I, mm -hmm. I don't, I would love for someone to do a study on the language center of the brain because it is, it's not, it's so, it's not a purposeful word choice the way that other hurtful words are chosen. I think right. like you would never like, I, I don't know what biz used to go by their, uh, I suppose, dead name, but like, I, that's like such a, using someone's dead name, like that is like, oh, that's really that. hurtful, yeah. intentional, like you, you, but the pronouns, this is hot water. I feel like this, there's non-binary people listening, like Ashley, get out of this hot water. <laughs> you're going to get, but you're, but you're, I hope they understand, you know, they, they, they you're, tr you're trying and you're, you're a force for good. There was, yeah, there was a comic book. I guess book. that's just the most comic, com the most common mistake that I make is misgendering. And what I Same. get told is Same. just correct it, say sorry, correct it and move on. Don't linger yep. on it. Yeah. Just move on. That's it. That's that's yeah. what I've. I mean, that's it. Like I know. That's what I've been told too. Yes. You know, yeah. For sure. There there was a comic book that when I was growing up called uh, Long Shot, and the guy's power was basically he was super super lucky, but he was only <laughs> lucky if uh, if he had uh, purity of intention. So mm. he couldn't go to a casino yeah. and win. But it's like if there's a train coming and he's driving a car, he would make it. You know, stuff like like to save someone, he could do yeah. like that thing. So it's like, it, it was really interesting. And it's, but it's like, it's one of those things I kind of apply to my life. It's like, when you were kind of stumbling over yourself, and you're like, oh, I'm in hot water. It's like, yeah, but you're not trying to make a joke about them. Right? You know what right. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like in, in your defense, just throwing yeah. that out there. No, you know? you're, you're, you're right. Like, we're, yes, I love my all my non binary friends to pieces. And I, yeah, I, I, I know that they know that. Of course, yeah. of course, they do. Yeah, I, I remember being when I was a waiter in Chicago and there's a girl I worked with and she just was and she was like, oh, she's like, I just love gay men. I love them. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like and I couldn't yeah. put my finger on why that annoyed me. That feels but it was kind of like, me oh, too. Because you're just you're making them your teddy bears. You're making yeah. them your, you know, your your gays. And uh, um, Dave Holmes explained he was like, oh, because he's he's like they uh she's um what's the term oh god when you <laughs> when you got it when your genitals have been taken off what are they what's it what do they call those neutered, castrated. neutered or uh, uh yeah castrated or um what is it like on in game of thrones there was that guy who was a beheaded no uh, other game of thrones there's, there's a term for the the the, the person 
usually an advisor to the king. Oh, eunuch, like, eunuch. A eunuch. Thank you. Th thank you so much, Ashley. Yes, you're welcome. He's like, he's like. That's why I'm here. She's she's eunuchizing them basically. Yeah. They're, yes. They're they're, they're 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 her toy. They're not a sexual per. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's. Anyway, perception is, is no. That's perfect. That's exactly what it, I've always like heard that, and it made me feel yucky. And I always thought it's like because, well, you're for, you're like looking at them at this like as collective group as if all gay men behave in such a way. But it's right. even more so. It's like the owner, like the ownership, like you're, this is for my entertainment type of yes. thing that I think gay men get a lot. Yeah, and it of course they do, and it's like, and also it's like I've known some fucking bummers that are gay. You know, like uh, <laughs> I mean. You know, it's not. It's like the 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 world is a is a multi-textured place. Not someone's sexuality or whatever it does not. Not everyone fits in your little hole. You want to put them in. You know. It's a so, great it's, analogy for this, actually. <laughs> Thank Peg you. in hole. Peg in. Just tie that up with let's a just, bow. Or let's just keep on. Tie it up with a strap on. That's what I'm. Like a strap. <laughs> and a finger in the bum. Um, <laughs> but. So, uh, like sexuality and everything aside, how are you? How have you been these days? How are you holding up? It is, look, 2020 has spared me in almost every possible way. And I am incredibly grateful for that uh, awesome. because people are not good. I will say the past few weeks have been some of the harder ones with darkness falling earlier and yeah. less and less outdoor. I'm in New York, so the outdoor stand-up comedy is pretty much ceased to be because it's just simply too cold. Mm -hmm. um, harder to see people safely because, again, too cold to kind of hang out outside. So it's right. been a little bit, a little lonely. Also, yeah. I feel like my life is at the whims of the social media gods. You know what I mean? Like, as a comedian formerly, I could go out and, like, do a set to kind of like whatever was wrong if i could go out and have a good set i felt better yeah. no matter what oh yeah now i just sit and look at my instagram and i'm like why didn't that video do better like what's <laughs> going on with the tiktok algorithm like every day i'm just like they are kind of like god like i'm thinking about the greek gods like you have like like there's, in my life there's like instagram and tiktok tiktok's like zeus TikTok is like all powerful, god of all gods. Really? I would have thought oh. Instagram was Zeus. Okay. Oh, for me personally, okay. in my church, right. TikTok is Zeus. Okay. And uh, yeah, and then Twitter, uh, that's just like a little deity off to the side, not a big deal. But if it if it's going okay, I'm like, oh, that's okay, that's good. I So I just, on my podcast too, that's like a whole other set of numbers. And I'm just like, I feel like my my life is lived through the phone these days, and it's not healthy. Well, try that, but then you have a little fat person that's always looking at you. I have a four month old daughter. Oh gosh, and, I'm I'm you know so happy no, no, no. for you, but also so sorry. No, it's it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I love it. It's she's she's hilarious and great, and has a great big head, like so funny. Um, <laughs> But it's like, it's this thing where I take my phone out and I see her looking at me and I'm like, fuck, like I yeah. can't, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just in, 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 instantly indicative of how bad it is for me and as a result for her. So when she takes a nap, I have my little window that I'll like, you know, that's when I, I take the needle and slide, you know, slide yeah, it in. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's, it's, 
it's one of those things that's like it's just just made it so starkly obvious how addicted I am to it. You know, I like, wish my crazy. cats offered me the same. Cause they hate when I'm on my phone. My cat will try to pull the phone out of my hand, but it's just not quite as a, uh, as I guess, like motivating as a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's still like, that's your, it's still like, that's a kid, you know, it depends on you to eat and all that stuff. Oh no, it's not. A, I mean, it, it depends on me to eat, but I could also just die and it would eat my body, you know? And That's a good point. <laughs> I don't I don't think Rose would eat me. I don't think she, she doesn't have teeth yet either. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't yeah, flop. Yeah, she, she really depends on you. She really does. She really does. So <laughs> do you get a lot of people, I ask everyone on the show, yeah. before we roll the calls, do you get a lot of people asking you for advice? Yes. Okay. But yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, for quite some time. I used to be a teacher. So I had oh. students ask me for advice. I feel like in stand up, most people, maybe I'm just projecting, but I feel like most people have like a mentor, someone who kind of takes them under their wing. I never had that. I don't have a mentor. If you're looking for a mentee, I need a mentor, but <laughs> I, but I have done that for other comedians. Cause like okay. it would have meant so much to me. So them, and then, and they're my friends too, like, you know, but, but since the podcast, every damn day oh. in my inbox, more than one person asking me like pretty much one of like three questions, the same one over and over, like, how do I come out? Oh, I'm, I'm bisexual, but I'm dating a man. I've never been with a woman. Like, what do I do? As if I can, I've like, have no, I've never I've never been dated a man. Like I have no fucking yeah. idea. Um, yeah. So yes. And I, I tell everyone I'm not qualified to give advice. Good for you. I, I, I will <laughs> say I, I do have, I have one gay friend who was out in a patio area near his college getting drunk with his friends and was knew he was gay, did not know how to tell his family, did not know how to tell his friends and was like, I wish there was a someone who could tell me what to do. And literally <laughs> one of the Indigo girls walked out on the patio. <laughs> Him. and he was like are you serious and he went and he's like can i talk to you and she's like yes sit down but that's the only time you're gonna get the perfect person that's so awesome that i mean great? i give the same i imagine that might be the advice that we the question we might hear today i give the same answer every time but i will also say like i came out so poorly just a real oh. i did a very bad job but like you don't <laughs> No one tells you, because no one tells you how to, it's just not common sure. knowledge, like why you come out, how you come out. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we listen to this at the same time. I haven't heard what calls are going to be. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, okay, great. I'm excited. Only Renee, only Renee knows. So Renee, roll the first call. I'm so stoked. Hi. Um, my question is gay themed, since you have Ashley Gavin on. Basically, I'm seeing this girl, and she's about two years older than me. And it's really, there's no label on it. We just kind of see each other or whatever. But I really like her. And the thing is, I'm going back to school in January, and she is supposed to be moving back to California at the end of the year. So 
I guess my question is, should I just keep doing what we're doing and not talk about it or have some kind of a conversation to try and, like, label what we're doing? Um, I don't really like labels, but I guess that's just my question. So let me know. That sounds like one of my podcast listeners, for sure, as soon as I heard the voice, that little shy gay gay lady voice. Um, <laughs> do I just jump right in? Please, to your, that's why I, I meant to just like go like this as, as yeah. that was for you. So please, you, you get first crack. Um, I think, look, if you're not expecting to do anything with this person after they move and you're having a good time, I think the only thing that you have any kind of, not even responsibility, it might be courteous to be like, hey, what do you think's going to happen here after you move to California? Like, are you good if this is just for now, you know, like just to check in with them emotionally, but as far as, but you don't have to label it to check in emotionally. You can just do like an emotional check-in being like, how are you feeling like this? Knowing we're going to be feeling about this, knowing that we're going to, Oh man, I hope this has been recording. Sorry. If not, we're good. Don't worry. Yeah. How are you feeling about this knowing that it might be over soon? That's all I would do. I don't think okay. I don't think you need to do that much. Yeah, I uh, you know, I, I would agree with you. The only thing I would put on on that is if you really like this person a lot, you should say something. Like if you know yeah. if, if, you, if you like them like them, as we used to put it when I was a little boy. <laughs> Uh, and, and, uh, it, it just be, just because, you know, you don't, you don't have to label it, but if you like them, like them, you should tell them it, it's, it's, it, there's no, just because you're saying that doesn't mean you're, you know, trying to put a ring on it or move in yeah. or like that. It just, it's, it, it shouldn't be left unsaid. I, I always feel, even if it scares the other person away. Uh, yeah, yeah, if, I agree. You know, because I just think they should. They, they should know I I was in a relationship with someone that you know uh to me it was just a whatever thing but to her deep down it wasn't even though she said it was and I was kind of aware of that and me kind of letting it continue that's my fault uh her not speaking up and how her feelings really were honestly that's hers and but that's one reason it was kind of a toxic situation you know yeah so. you're you're also coming from like straight land where i've recently right. learned that like the communication style is just like totally different people are like lying to each other to try and like oh. well but we're in lesbian land like open communication like no, mm-hmm. no one's gonna lose from that there's like less of that there's definitely game playing in lesbian relationships i'm not saying that there's not but i think there's less like of the stereotype of woman wants a serious committed relationship that's like headed towards marriage man wants sex i'm not saying that's all men i'm not saying that's all women but that's fair though you encounter that a lot in that world right so just be you don't have to deal with that so just be open with your communication Mm -hmm. there's nothing to lose yeah and i mean not that anyone really would take offense at that categorization it's a it's dead on and you know reading <laughs> deeper the reason why it's kind of women want something more substantial is because they don't want to be murdered you know yes. like it's, they, they want they, they want to be safe totally 
there's with a reason murder in the lesbian world yeah and there's a reason why men uh only want you know they want sex no strings attached and uh they get way drunker than women do you know it's like there's there's a level of of security that we feel that women do right. not right yeah. yeah i hadn't thought about it from the flip side i'd only thought like about the fact that women want to feel safe i hadn't thought about how free you must feel when you feel safe all the time you just like oh go I, and... it, it's informed so much of my life like my 20s and early 30s where i would just kind of go to a party just and get slaying super, look super... at this guy <laughs> just out there pounding no i i wouldn't say necessarily slaying but i did chase pussy like i stole my wallet thanks everybody <laughs> i think we should cut the I'm so glad I got to say that to you because it's a thing I can like never That's say what? on stage except I in the middle you, of the story. I give you permission. Thank there you. it is. Yes. We have accepted your preemptive apology for the joke at the lesbians, the dyke world. Do not cancel this man. There you go. Thank you. And, and you know, and I appreciate <laughs> them doing the same. Just like it stole their wallet. Um, That's funny because sometimes when I'm doing stand-up for like really queer audiences, when I say sort of misogynistic jokes, it's when I can so get away with it with like an all straight cis crowd because they're like, she's a lesbian. She couldn't possibly mean this. Whereas in a super queer crowd, they're like, does she fucking mean that? Yeah. Is she, does she, is she objectifying women right now? But yeah, that's just... I mean that's yeah. the, the the big criticism gets that gets levied at my hometown of Portland, Oregon, and it's not that far off. Like you yeah, know, if you if it's you kind same, of that's actually the same crowd. Portland is just a queer show in Brooklyn. <laughs> exactly the same audience. Pretty much it. Pretty much it. Okay, so hope that helps you, uh, young yes. lady, and and thanks for representing the young gays we mentioned going back to school, just <laughs> around eighteen or nineteen that we were talking about. <laughs> so, okay, Renee, roll the second one. Hi, this message is for Ashley. Um, my name's Lauren, I'm 20. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I'm a huge fan of your show. Um, I have a quick question for you. How do I meet queer people in my area? Like, I've done my time on like Bumble and Tinder and all the dating apps, but it never really seems to go anywhere and I just don't get many matches. Um, I'm just having a really hard time finding people either to date or be friends with that are on the same page that I am. Um, thanks again for all that you do. Your podcast has really helped me through some really difficult times. Bye. My heart. That's got to feel great. What a little sweetie. It's so nice yeah. to hear their voices. Um, well, here's the problem, Matt. There's no solution to this problem. <laughs> yeah. Other than to move. <laughs> and that sucks um it sounds like you're doing the right thing you're on the apps looking for friends here's another app if you haven't tried it lex um it's a good a good app uh if you're tinder bumble hinge doing all that don't be afraid to talk to people first to women it sounds like women don't be afraid to talk to women first that is the curse i don't know if you know about this matt you might because you seem pretty woke about gay shit but women don't talk first like they're very bad at that we're very, okay. I'm talking about the really, because I have no problem. I will talk to anybody, approach anybody, because sure. I have learned that that is the secret. The secret is to just do it. Just Without talk. a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. People appreciate, it's almost like 
you know, sometimes you have to fight even if you cry. You know, sometimes yes. you have to speak up for yourself, even if your voice cracks, even if you yes. look silly, even if you like lose your mind and you're like your hands are shaking and you look like a maniac, you feel so much better having done it. And it's hard. It, it takes so much courage. You know, I'm, ta so I'm talking about hard. the extreme, but it is yeah. we're, we're talking about the same piece of meat here. We're cutting yeah. pieces from here. It's 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 all the same thing. You, know. you don't have to say the perfect thing. You don't have to have a line. You can just be like, hey, I thought, and particularly with women, when you're not, when there's no power, like literal physical power dynamic, you can literally be like, hey, I, I just saw you uh, across the room. I thought you were really cool. I thought your profile was really cute. Like, I would love to get to know you. Um, I'm also looking for friends. If you're not already doing that, if you're doing that, then gay, God bless you, good work. I think if it's so hard Google if there's a queer community center in your area and reach mm. out to them. See if your local college, even if you don't go there, has a queer club because they will be understanding if your college doesn't have a queer club. Uh, and then move. I, it's <laughs> so sad, but yeah. it's the, the, the gays we just leave. There are gay communities in rural areas and they're like, um, uh, like Instagram accounts for like gay app, lesbian Appalachia, which I was like, whoa, that's wild. It's like, I wow. had no idea that that existed. But for the most part, you know, you kind of have to leave. It sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it, did she say, she said Michigan. Did she say like what? Grand area? Rapids, I think. Grand Rapids. Said? Oh, yeah. Grand I Rapids. Met lesbians from Grand Rapids. Yeah. I mean, Grand Rapids is not a tiny town, but it's, it's no Ann Arbor. You know what I mean? It's not. Like right. Ann Arbor has a lot of progressiveness and arts and and a great comedy club, by the way. Um, comedy Connection, you got to play there. They're great. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, uh, but but you know, Grand Rapids has Dr. Grins. That's also a good club. But Grand Rapids is getting into comedy clubs. But <laughs> no, let's keep talking about it. You should go see comedy. That's have you answer. done that route through? Go yeah. to the Comedy uh, Connection, and you'll feel better after. That's what's your fucking problem. So, no. Uh, my point is Grand Rapids. Now it is. Uh, Grand Rapids <laughs> is is pretty right wing. It's very it's very uh, uh, kind of. There's a lot of evangelical Christian energy mm. there, and so it feels like a Trump rally had happened there once. For sure, one has happened there, and uh, you, you know, I, I think it's like if she doesn't want to go, let's say straight to Chicago, right? You know? Detroit. Detroit has a big gay. Detroit. Too. Detroit, yeah, but uh, you know, Ann Arbor, college town, so you know. Yeah, you might have to drive. The other thing is, people your age might not be out yet. They might not even want to have a Tinder profile just in case someone right. sees it. Like you're, they might be around you and you don't even know that they're there. So you kind of have to like have your ear to the ground a little bit and look. I would I would start with local colleges in the area and see if they have LGBTQ centers and or just general ones in the area and and call and be like hey i'm young i'm just looking to meet people like what do you suggest because they're gonna know the locals you know they're gonna know the yeah. you know with pandemic but they're gonna know the bars there's gonna that that's mm -hmm. where you start and take advantage of the pandemic right now is a great time to meet random people on the fucking internet from tiktok the lesbian tiktok just message people on lesbian tiktok this is matt this is a deep cut this is a very deep cut okay. but lesbians are making friends using tiktok because it's like the one app that the algorithm is smart enough to like put us all on the same like th 
spread basically. So message people. If you see a person that you think you might want to be friends with, be like, hey, I know this is crazy, but I'm just looking for more queer friends. Do you want to FaceTime sometime? You know, that's all you have to do. Yeah. That's exactly it. And I think if 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 she also, you know, volunteers her time helping with whatever this center is and whatever, you know, re out, like let's say youth outreaches or not even maybe caring for the elderly, whatever it is, um, the people you're going to be working with are going to, they're going to tell you where the parties are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how that kind of a, thing works. I'm going to use that, Matt. That's great advice to actually volunteer at these places if you can. You're going to meet everybody that way. That's how I get to know towns now. Well, I used to up until March, but like I would, I, I'd go on um, volunteer match and I would, you know, put in when I'm going to be in town and would just, I would just go to a, like a, oh, we have to move some furniture or some uh, boxes of diapers onto a truck for whatever kind of, you know, uh, uh, help the homeless or whatever um, and just go and you would just hang out with people for a couple hours and like-minded people now. too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it, it, it makes me feel better about myself. And also you meet some cool people and they tell you like the, where the locals go and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so smart. It's win-win. Um, okay. So great. Oh, awesome. We're doing good for time. Um, so, uh, let's roll the third call. Okay. Oh, I don't know. So I joined Tinder for the first time nearly no, newly out and queer, um, looking to date queer people. And um, I just don't know how to text in a flirty slash light sexting type of way. Um, I, I don't know how to respond. I don't know. I also, I'm a researcher, so would love recommendations on sites whoa this is really weird um but yeah I, you know okay never mind okay i got this Stop. one um so which <laughs> matt first of all look i love my listeners but we just we just got a real cross-section of just at literally my dms every day that is my dms every single day i don't wow. know how to talk i don't know how to talk oh. This is just literally, you just have to be bad at it. You have to not be afraid of being bad at it. It's like, yeah. it is like comedy. Like you have to know you're going to bomb. Like you're yes. going to do a bad job. And it's okay for you to say to the person you're talking to, hey, I am so nervous about flirty text, sexting, whatever it is. And Ooh. I know that that's unsexy, but I really like you. Could we do a phone call? That's uh -huh. a little easier for me. You, whatever it might be, you know? Like, if yeah. this person likes you and is interested in you, they're going to think that's super cute. Uh, without you know? Without a doubt. And that's kind of hot, too. Like, if, a, if I was, like, flirting with a girl in an app and she was like, oh, I'm nervous, I'd be like, okay, all right, that's cool. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> sure. like why okay. are you nervous? Hey, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, I mean, if someone just texts you, like, Okay, I'm bad at this, but I think you're really hot. You know, like you're yeah. like, holy shit! Like That's that would a keep, great text to receive. That That's would keep me going text. for weeks. You know, <laughs> like I'd be like, wow, you know, like that yeah, would make you feel so good. You. I'm gonna tell <laughs> your wife that. Just oh. Occasionally, just be like, yeah, I'm bad at. Not this. now. Now I'd be like, oh, 
It's like, yeah, well, you should be nervous. I'm married. Um, but no, yeah. It's, I mean, that's really, that's really it. It's, uh, 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 what, what is that? What is that? Um, a Philip Seymour Hoffman line from um, Almost Famous, where he's like, uh, the only worthwhile time is when, you know, you're being uncool or whatever. I just butchered yeah. it. There's a yeah. cinephile no, listening. I know what right you're now. talking it's about. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then that's, or th that's the, on, uh, the only true currency in this world. That's what it was. That was the line. Is, the only, is it when you're being uncool. And so, yeah, you could aim for being, you know, uh, the the ultimate uh cosmopolitan stylish james bond lesbian but at the same time uh does it, it, that just sounds exhausting to be around you know yes. uh, straight organ and it is it is mm -hmm. i think also like gay women we we were raised in a straight cis world where men approach and i right. have always felt bad for men who don't want to do the approaching like that fucking sucks yeah. Um, but they're sort of put in a position where they have to learn how to do it or they're just like not gonna ever have sex. And so with, we've all been conditioned to sort of, um, receive, you know, the, the feedback. And so all lesbians are scared of this, like not, mm -hmm. you know, not a hundred percent, but I would say like, this is 90% of my messages are, I don't want to talk to a girl. Yeah. Neither does she, she's scared too. <laughs> she is also very nervous just try something and look this is going to sound awful but if you're looking in tinder and you've got a few matches and some of them you're like this girl is the love of my life and this girl is like she's cute but it doesn't really matter to me that much try on that girl huh, try on okay. she's cute but this doesn't really because then you won't want to die if if it goes very very poorly and she unmatches with you which sure. by the way happened to me all the fucking time uh -huh. I, I would send a message I'd make a really strong move and they would unmatch me. And you just kind of have to be like, it wouldn't have worked out because maybe they don't get my sense of humor, you know, whatever it might, you just kind of have to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm thinking of the second caller who just, who didn't know how to, how to, how to meet other gay women. Um, I was just, just had, I forgot to share this, this thought I had actually when I was in Ann Arbor, which is the last time I was on the road, um, there's these two women in a, in a, in a, this kind of hip store. I was looking at clothes in and one looked at the other one from cross room was just like, Oh my God, I really love your pants. And she was like, thanks. And they struck up a friendship. So it's like, beautiful. it doesn't have to be compliments for the clothing or whatever, but it's just, it's, it's a connection. That uh, is, so but, but that actually is a lesbian move. Oh, I really like your style. Like that's sure. like, I would classic. wear that. Sure. Yeah. It, um, so you can do that. You can also, uh, Look, there are plenty of like podcasts that like dive more deep into this stuff. Like Savage Love Cast probably yes. will cover how to sex, how to like be flirty, like with. And there are books on this, like mm. you know, self help stuff. But I think it's really more of an emotional thing to being ready to be rejected. You have to want to be rejected almost. You have to be so willing to lose lose that uh, endeavor. You know. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I I would definitely evil can evil it when i was like younger oh, and saying, yeah. like i think that person's amazing i'm gonna go tell them and like cross the room and like was not sliding in like what's up like i'm cool and, you know yeah. like uh, uh 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 either either attempting to or succeeding at all 
generally speaking, yeah. I was myself and, yeah. uh, you know, or tried to be, but was kind of just, you know, just striking up a conversation, finding the, a way, you know. The enthusiasm is what's flattering. My girlfriend, right. I told my girlfriend the first night I met her that I loved her. I was like, oh my gosh, I like, I love you. You know what like, and obviously I was joking, mm -hmm. but that's a crazy joke. Like that's a, that joke could have very much backfired. Like mm -hmm. you could sound like an insane person, Yes. but it didn't because she's a, we, we are compatible. She like understood yeah. the enthusiasm and now we're dating. So like, there you go. Yeah. I, I'll give, I'll give, uh, uh, your, your callers a freebie that is, it's so stupid, but it works to just start it where like I walk up to you and I go, that's, I really love that shirt. Oh wait! Oh, and are we improving? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I love Thank your shirt. Thank you so much. I got it at Zara. It's actually really old. Awesome. Can I try it on? <laughs> Just straight faced. That's great. It's straight faced. You know, like 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 you're like you're a friend. There there was a guy in That's Chicago so good. who who would who would panhandle in my neighborhood, and he was like in he wasn't dusty. He wasn't a homeless man. He he lived he lived at this a mental health center down the street. But he he didn't like their food, so he'd go he would kind of come out and ask people for money. But the way he would ask people for money is he would go, "You got a dollar?" He would say it like he knew you, and people would walk by and go and go, right. "Yeah." They go, "Yeah, I do." Hey, what the who the fuck are you? Like yeah, you would yeah, yeah, that yeah. moment, like if I said to you, like Ashley, Ashley, you got a dollar on you? I'm just gonna, you know, like you'd be like, "Oh sure," you know. Totally. But it's but if you if you said that to someone, and I, I wouldn't recommend. I only said I like your shirt because you have a shirt on. You don't have a jacket. Say it with a jack, like a jacket. Better, you jacket or a hat. It's less invasive. Yeah. You know, but just just be like you know because it always makes people laugh. They're like, no, you can't try my jacket on, especially so, so if the person is line. far bigger or far smaller than you. Yeah, which is why yeah. which is why it was a good icebreaker for me because I'm enormous. I think so. it still works though. I think it's super. Cute. Also, reversing it onto like uh, gay women, we wear each other's clothes all the right. time. It's it's fun. It's mm -hmm. like a really great perk of being gay is that you get to steal the wardrobe of the person that you're dating. It's like a wonderful sure. perk. So it like kind of goes into that too. Like you could you could play around with. I would love to steal your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, someday. Yeah. <laughs> And if you if you say it with the that the real intention that's actually there, you're being honest and you're being funny. Yeah. You know, just like I'm I'm gonna take those shoes. Just to let FYI. <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> Matt, now I wanna date you. Look at that. <laughs> it was so easy. Look, we can platonically date. That's fine. You know. I'm fine can, with that too. Yeah. That's I mean it's I already have like it's I I don't know why it is, but I've I've people that I've connected with in New York that I really want to see in person, and and now now you're on the team. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I, can't I, wait I for hope this to be over. <laughs> no, I'm, me neither. I wish I didn't have another person that's coming on. But listen, uh, you're better than them, and also well, I missed uh, the pandemic. But um, no, this is this. I'm having a good time. I like. I am enjoying this podcast. I'm gonna promote it. No, I appreciate it, and and uh, I I hope you had a good time. Yeah, yeah, no, I had a good... great time. This was okay. also probably the most helpful I've ever been. Most of the time, when people ask me for advice, <laughs> I'm like, I don't fucking know. Just text her. Like Jesus Christ, leave me alone. Okay, well, <laughs> you you need to have uh, you know, 
oldy old white guy, straight dude, AKA me on your show. And I can, you know, go ahead and, uh, just, just pop the hood on some of these relationships and, uh, uh, you know, check. No, I think it's great. I actually thought you did a great, great, you'd be a great, I hope your daughter's gay because you're giving really solid advice. <laughs> we, you know, do you know who Kyle Kinane is? Yeah. Uh, so we, we do a show together called Hey Girl because that's what we say to each other and we haven't seen each other in a long time. And it's a yeah. check on each other show. And he has a thing where he'll, he's, he's like, she's like, so what are you gonna do if she's not gay? Like what kind of punishment are you gonna give her? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, she better not look at any boys, you know. But uh, <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm that progressive that I'm just like, mm, you really, you just like guys? <laughs> Her life will be so much easier, I think, if she's gay. I think we're finally at the tipping point where I would rather be a gay woman. Coming out was hard, but being straight as a woman sounds, sorry to your species, but it sounds so difficult. Oh, my, being my a straight friends, I feel sad for them. Well, no, being a straight, being a straight white woman sounds exhausting, especially because they're the ones who get uh, piled on. They get, you know, they're, they're the Karens. You know, they're like, it's like, sure, some of them earn it, but the ones that don't, it's like, I feel so bad for her. <laughs> like, I know, I know. It is kind of, it's one of those things where you're like, uh, it's one of those things because I think women are, have been socialized to be a little more empathetic. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of, I think a lot of white women right now are really trying to be helpful. Sure. And sure. they fuck up as bad as white men do, you know, right. sometimes. But sure. the difference is that they, I think that empathy kind of makes it easier for people to be like, why do you think this is about you? And you're like, I'm just trying to help. Whereas, <laughs> whereas Bill Burr is out, Bill Burr can just be like, I'm ignoring the problem. And everyone's like, yeah, that's what men do. It's, it's like <laughs> what we were talking about at the beginning. It's just yes. like when you are any kind of uh, marginalized person, you're held to a higher standard. So uh -huh. white women are, I think, are held to a slightly higher standard than white sure. men. I feel, mm -hmm. actually, I feel that white men are not held to any kind of standard. No, we can kind of do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> Sad, but true. <laughs> um, that's, that's all I meant to say there. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm probably, well, someone's there... out there being like, Ashley's a Karen, look at this fucking Karen. <laughs> No, it made me makes me think of like when I was like backpacking through Europe and George W was the president and everyone hated us Americans and so yeah. some Americans would be like, "Hey, I'm I'm Canadian." And everyone's like, yeah. "Cool, Canadians are cool." <laughs> like you're a white woman, but you're gay, so you're a Canadian. You're cool. You know, you'll be. <laughs> yeah, there are people out there like Ashley. This is a trap. Don't fall for the trap. Don't fall for it. I um, I uh, silence is my response. No, as well it should be. Is there anything you'd like to plug before you go? Before nah, go? I feel no. like I did it. I feel like yeah. I have a podcast. It's a comedy podcast. It's raunchy. If you're a straight, if you're straight and you're like, well, I like that. We have so many straight guests. Right on. We'll like it. Yeah. That's it. Listen, folks. Listen to We're Having Gay Sex. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. This is really fun. I will oh, plug the shit out of it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to This Might Help. If you need advice, uh, have a question, or uh, want to bounce something off me, doesn't really matter. Leave a message at 323-763-0228. Fresh, off-the-vine advice. 323-763-0228. Thanks. 
This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.